right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is May 19th, 2022, and week 172. If, you, if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as I mentioned in the live stream Bible study last week, this is a pre-recorded message. And the one next week on May 26th will also be another pre-recorded message. I have some events that I have to attend, but we want to make sure that we're still bringing the word of God to you guys. So hopefully you get something out of this message and the next one while we're not here. So don't think we're ignoring your comments. Um, so as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about God's command. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Uh, if you guys have a chance, we uh, urge you and we encourage you to join into this prayer with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for all the many blessings that you continually bestow upon us, Lord. We thank you for just loving us, Lord. Loving us when other people have given up on us. Loving us when even we don't deserve uh, the love that you give, Lord. But we just thank you for all the things that you do. Lord, help us to never take for granted. Help us, Lord, to just always remain humble and remain grateful uh, for everything that we're given in this life, Lord, we have so many things to be thankful for, so much that so many other people do not have. And so, Lord, help us to not be complacent. Help us, Lord, to still have that fire and that hunger within us, Lord. Help us uh, to return to our first works. Help us to be uh, those people we were when we first got saved, Lord, when we were hungry, when we were uh, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, Lord. Help us to just get back to that place if we have lost it. And so, Lord, uh, we're praying all these blessings, Lord, and something we try not to forget is help us, Lord, to remember that no matter what happens to us in this life, there is still a reason for us to have joy. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your marvelous name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. So tonight, we're talking about God's command. Uh, God has a way. We know the scripture tells us, do all things decent and in order. He has a way that he's going to tell us to do things. And as I, as I hear so many people talk, everyone has heard God tell them to do this. God told them to do that. And he very well could have. But I find a problem. If God has told people so much, yet, according to them now, God hadn't told them to listen to anyone. But I find God, he sends people to help us out. And so that's what that's what we're talking about tonight. God's going to give a command. But now, oftentimes, I'm not saying 100% of the time, because sometimes God will speak to you and tell you something. But now, there are going to be a lot of other times that God uses someone to pass you a message. But now we have to make sure that this message actually is coming from God because even the devil has transformed himself into a messenger. We might get that tonight. But now we're going to start off in the book of Acts chapter 9 and we're going to read about Paul here. Let's pick up Acts chapter 9 and verse 6. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Now, he's asking God to command him to do something. Now, this is Saul, who later, we know his name, uh, he was called Paul. 
later on. And so he asked the question, now he's talking to God. He's talking to God. He said, what do you want me to do? I heard a lot of people say they don't know what it is that they should be doing. You, you can talk to God and he'll let you know. Let's see what he said, man. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. He said, you just go into the city, and it's going to be told to you. He's got someone to tell him. Drop down to verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus mm -hmm. named Ananias. Now we find another person. God begins to deal with them, with him here. Go ahead. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, mm -hmm. I am here, Lord. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, mm -hmm. and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in mm -hmm. and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Now, God tells Paul, or Saul at the time, I want you to go down, and once you get there, it'll be told to you what to do. Now, he talks to Ananias and tells Ananias, I want you to go down here to help Paul. Hey, go down here and tell him what I need him to do. So what I began to think about is everyone, everyone today, God has told them something and that's fine. But has he told you you need to listen to someone else? Someone else needs to pass you his message. Not because God is incompetent. Oh, he has all power. He, he doesn't need anyone to do anything for him. But he chooses to do it this way. We can go back to the beginning. We see Moses. The same thing happens with Moses. God passes messages to Moses, and he tells Moses, now pass this on to the people. God can very well talk to anyone himself. He does not need me. He does not need Melvin. He does not need anyone to do anything for him because he's God. But this is the way that he does things. God could have told Paul everything he wanted him to do. He could have, but this is just how God gives his command. This is how he does it. So I want to talk about this because I run into so many people who feel they don't need someone else to tell them anything because we can read, because we know how to write. We can write in cursive. I mean, we, <laughs> we can type. We feel we know how to do so much. We're so educated and literate. We feel we can do all these things. We don't need anyone to tell us. And, you know, we've gotten all those things, yet we have no humility. Yet we cannot listen to someone else. It's going to take some humility to listen to someone tell you, God wants you to do this. God wants you to do that. You know, the things I'm telling you that God wants you to do, you should be able to go back in the scripture and find it. <laughs> you should be able to find it. But God does this to keep us humble. So we can't, so we won't think we got all of this by ourselves. We can do everything by ourselves. So we're dealing with a preacher here. God is about to make Paul or Saul at the time. I'll call him Paul so you won't be confused. God is about to make him 
call him to be a preacher. Read verse. Uh, let's let's read on down in verse fourteen. And here he hath authority from the chief priests. Go go to thirteen. We skip thirteen. Okay. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. The man Ananias was afraid because Paul at this time had so many people killed. Saints, people trying to do right, people of God, he had them killed. Ananias didn't, did not want to go and tell Paul any commandments of God. He didn't want to go to do that. Go ahead, Mel. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Mm -hmm. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God sent Ananias so that Paul can be saved. That's what he sent Ananias for, so that Paul can be saved. Therefore, Paul needed Ananias to come. Now, it did not have to be Ananias, but that's who God chose for it to be. You need someone because God commanded that you need someone. I don't care how smart you are, how, how, how much success you have. Nothing, none of those things matter because God has some commandments for you and he's going to pass them to someone else to pass down to you. But if you're not humble enough, you'll have the mindset, what do I need so-and-so for? What, what do I, you know, I hear a lot of people say, I don't need to go to church. People say this now. But in the book of Romans, Paul says, how can you hear without a preacher? He's telling you, you need someone to preach to you. You need that, regardless of how educated you are, regardless of what books you can read. It doesn't matter if you, can, if you know the Hebrew definitions. You need someone to preach to you. This goes for all of us. There's a reason. I listen to someone. There's a reason. Because God set it up this way. Me being a preacher, I still listen to someone else. I still have to be in submission. This is what God commanded. So I've shown you here, even for the preachers, God passed a message even to the preacher. Now, Paul was called to be a preacher. He wrote majority of the New Testament for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, we, we can look at the book of Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, uh, Philippians. We can look at a lot of these books. Thessalonians, Titus, Timothy. All of these books, majority of the New Testament, written by Paul. And despite all that, God still has someone to tell him what to do. This is just how God does things. So don't become too proud. Don't become too exalted. You know, people measure. We look at a person and because they're rich, because they're successful, because they have nice cars, nice home. It appears that they have a nice family. We say they're right with God. That's not the way this thing works. We, Jesus told us about a rich man that went to hell. That does not make someone saved. That's good if you have things lined up for you in life, if you're successful. But re regardless of all of that, are you hearing God's commandments? You got to hear the preacher. There, there's someone that God specifically sends to help you. We'll listen to everyone else. I heard my preacher say, talk to me. You talk to everyone else. Now talk to me. 
will we'll talk to every single person about these things. But you won't talk to the one who God actually sent. And the reason why is because you don't want to hear. You really don't want to hear what God says. You might say, well, I don't want to hear what Tony says. Well, you better make sure that what I'm saying, God didn't say it. Because if he did say it, you better listen to Tony. And I feel the same way. If God, if someone talks to me, I better make sure if it's God or not. Because if it is God, I need to listen. I need to hear those words. So Paul, he was on his way to have some people killed. But God stopped him and told him. Paul said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, I got somebody that'll tell you. Go down there and it's going to be told to you. It'll be told to you. I want to show you this same thing again. Flip over to chapter 10. Um, let's, let's look at chapter 10 here. And we'll see someone else. God sends someone to tell them what they need to do. Let's pick up chapter 10 and verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. Man called Cornelius. Cornelius. Uh-huh. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. He's a soldier. That's all the centurion was. He's a soldier. Mm-hmm. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house. Now pay close attention to this because a lot of people fall into this category and they think because they know how to pray, they don't need someone to tell them anything. We think because we're devout and devoted to God, because we're, man, I go to church all the time. You better be listening in church. You say, I, I pay tithes. I, I, help, I help the homeless. I help the poor. I, I do this. I do that. I give to charities. Are you listening to God's commands, though? So we have a person now that it says he's a devout man. One that feared God with his whole house. Uh-huh. Which gave much alms to the people. He did a lot of things for charity. He did a lot of things out of the love and kindness of his heart. Not that he gave to charities. It's just saying he did some good deeds for people. People that were in need, he tried to help them. Somebody out there falls into this category tonight. But you know, out of all these things, the man still was not saved. You heard me right. He still was not saved yet. He still was not saved. He was doing the best he could. But he still needed to do some more things that God commanded him to do. Go ahead, Mel. And prayed to God always. Now, this man prayed always, and I'm telling you right now, he was not saved yet. He believed in God. He did. But he still needed to hear God's commandments. Let's read, man. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, mm -hmm. an angel of God coming into him mm -hmm. and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? Now God's dealing with him. Mm -hmm. And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Mm -hmm. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon. Hold on, God. Call, one, call for one named Simon, uh-huh. Whose surname is Peter. Hold on, call for Peter for what? what? What exactly do I need Peter for? See, that's how we act today. What, what exactly do we need Tony for? What, what, what do I need so-and-so for? You can talk to me right here, right now. Peter was not here when God was talking to him. Peter was not there. 
this is what God chooses. He's going to use someone that he sends. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that claim to be sent by God. Not everybody is telling the truth. But I want to show you, this is how God operates. I thank God he sent somebody to help me. I thank him for that. Because God knows I was as lost as I wanted to be. I needed some help. Still do. I'm, I'm thankful for the guidance. The scripture tells us there's safety in a multitude of counselors. See, we're going, and I don't have nothing against a person who's a counselor, but we need some godly counseling. And he's going to send the preacher to us for that purpose. I want some godly counseling because I want to make sure that I'm in the will of God. This man, he had prayed, he gave alms, he did a lot of things. Somebody doesn't believe. Somebody don't believe me. Flip over chapter 11, man. Somebody don't believe me that this man needed to hear what Peter had to say so he can be saved. Somebody don't believe me. And if you don't believe me, I challenge you, don't don't shut your ears up. Don't get upset. Just follow along in the book. Let's now, let's now, let's pick up chapter 11. Let's start here. uh, Let's start here at, let's go to verse one, I guess. I want to skip some of this, but I want to make sure you get what's going on. But now, yeah, let's let's start at verse 1. And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Mm -hmm. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest in to men uncircumcised, and didst eat with them. Now, Peter... Now, this is fast-forwarded. We didn't read it all. We're going to go back, though. I don't want people to be confused. Let's just drop down. Let's just drop down um, to verse 13. Because we skipped some things, and I want to go back to chapter 10 to show you these things. So what we read thus far in chapter 10, this man, Cornelius, is seen by an angel of God. And the angel tells him, look, send for a man named Peter. Angel told him exactly where he is. There's some things Peter needs to tell you. Now, God could have told this man right then and right there. But that's not how God wanted to do things. Same way with Paul. God could have told Paul everything he wanted him to do. But he didn't. He let someone tell him. Because God wants you to be humble. He doesn't want you to get the big head and think you know everything. So I thank God for humbling me. So now we're fast forwarding it to chapter 11, Peter is retelling these things that took place in chapter 10. So as we go back to chapter 10, I hope this makes some more sense to you. So let's pick up verse 13. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house. Now Peter's telling them about what happened to Cornelius. Man seen an angel in his house. Uh Uh-huh. Which stood and said unto him, Mm -hmm. send men to Joppa Mm -hmm. and call for Simon whose surname is Peter. Now, didn't we just read this in chapter 10? Peter's telling us exactly what happened from Cornelius' perspective. He's telling us what happened to Cornelius. Sin for Simon Peter. Go ahead, Melvin. Who shall tell thee words. What? Read that again, Melvin. Who shall tell thee words. Now, Peter needed to tell him words. Uh Uh-huh. Whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Now, there it is. This tells me the man was not already saved. Man believed in God, 
The man prayed always. The man was devout. He was dedicated to God. He was. But he still needed to hear some more things. But God was going to do it through someone else, through the preacher whom he chose. He says, send for Peter. Who is going to tell you some words? Now, you need to hear these words so that you can be saved. Read that again for us, Mel. Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. He said, you can be saved if you hear these words and follow these words. Scripture told us his commandments are not grievous. God's going to command you through the preacher who he sent. So I'm not telling you to go around and listen to any and everybody. But now someone that God truly sent, the preacher now who he truly sent, listen to that person. I'm not telling you to listen to no anybody because everybody says they're a preacher. I can't tell you how many preachers I've been hearing and seeing. <laughs> they smoke more than the person who says they don't even believe in God. I've seen, I've seen a preacher smoke so much I couldn't even see him no more. The man disappeared behind the smoke. <laughs> I said, my God. This is what the preacher's doing now. I don't want to hear that fellow. I'll be honest with you. You can't even talk to me without putting down the cigarette, without putting down the marijuana, without putting down. No. God, you need to go talk to God some more so he can tell you to put that down. So we got to make sure we're hearing the right person now. You got preachers that can't wait to get drunk. I'm not going to get into all that. We better make sure we're hearing the right person, though. Because I don't find Peter doing all of that. And that's the one that God sent. So he told, and uh, excuse me, Cornelius, send for Peter. So now we're going to go back to chapter 10 before we go back to chapter 11. Back to chapter 10. So we've said it a couple of times now. First, in chapter 9, we've seen Paul. God appeared to him in a vision, told him to sin for the man Ananias. So Ananias can tell him some stuff so he can be saved. Now, we flip over to chapter 10. God does the same thing. See, God is no respecter of a person, whether you're a preacher or whether you're not. He's no respecter of a person. You still need to submit and hear someone. You still need to be humble enough and hear the words of God. And he's going to pass it on to someone. Now, sometimes he'll tell you some things. But now, when it really comes down to being saved, God's going to tell you to hear someone, the preacher who he chose. So now, in the book of Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, let's read, let's start back in verse 1 again. So, we can emphasize just what kind of man this was. Uh-huh. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, mm -hmm. a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God now, with all his house. I want you to think about yourself now. You can fear God. You can love God. You can respect God. Uh-huh. Which gave much alms to the people. You can do things, do good deeds, give to charity, give to your friend, give to your family. You can do all of this. Uh-huh. And pray to God always. And you can pray all the time. Man ought to always pray. The scripture said, go ahead, Mev. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him. Now you can do all these things and still not be saved. But God sees that you want to be saved. And so he says, you know what? I'll send somebody to you to tell you what to do. But you know who we say, man, I'm grown. I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. <laughs> I can read the Bible for myself. <laughs> somebody said, I can read the Bible for myself. You sure can. But. God is still going to send someone to you 
And you need to hear that person who he sent. So, Cornelius, we see what kind of person he was. He feared God, but God still came to him and said, look, send for the man Peter. He told him exactly where he was. So now, I want to drop down and show you God's word coming to pass. God sends Peter down to the house of Cornelius. Let's pick up verse 25. All right, 24. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. Mm -hmm. But Peter took him up saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. He said, I'm just a man. All I am is a vessel that God is using. God just wants me to come and share his word with you. Now, Cornelius is a good man as far as our standards. Man that cares about God loves God. Man prayed all the time. But God said, there's still some more I want to show you. We're, we're in this condition today. There are a lot of good people out here. And God is still saying, there's some stuff I want to show you. Are you humble enough to listen if I send someone to you? When I send someone to you? That's what God is telling us. Are you humble enough to hear? Or do you feel you don't need nobody? But you know, we have a problem because God is sending someone to us. But the people he's sending, we say, I don't want to hear that person. Paul told us in one place, we have itchy ears. We want teachers to teach, but we want them to teach. You know, even, even in high school, we wanted the teacher that just, that just passed us. We didn't want them to actually test us and push us and make things hard on us so we can actually learn something. We say, oh, I like so-and-so. That's a cool teacher right there. They understand. <laughs> we wanted somebody that would just pass us on by. Just let us pass. We failed everything on the test, but the teacher still gave them 100. That's the teacher we want. Little did we know we would be hurting ourselves. Because now once we get out into the world, we don't know anything. We never learned anything. We never learned how to do anything because someone just passed us. So the best things for us, we don't want them. And that's how it is when it comes to the preachers that God sends. We don't want them. They didn't want Moses. They were upset with Moses. They didn't want him. My mind think my mind goes back to Jonah. We remember him uh, for being the man that was in the whale's belly for three days, three nights. That's what we remember him for. But we don't think about why did he run? Because God told him to go down and pass a message on to the people of Nineveh. Look, you got 40 days to get right. And if not, this place will be destroyed and you too. That was the message. God could have told those people himself. He very well, he had all power. Look, if he had power to line up Jonah to be in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights and still live, he didn't have to have surgery to come out. They didn't cut the well open to come out for him to come out. For God to do all that, keep Jonah. That tells me God has all power. Jonah came right back out of the well. And he went to running for his life. He made it to Nineveh. I, I forgot how many. Uh, I think it was a three-day journey. He made him one. I'd have to go back and look at it. But I, I know for a fact he made up for some lost time. 
So that tells me if he made that journey way quicker than he would have normally or any person would have normally, they, were, they, they didn't have cars like we do. That tells me he wasn't even hurt. He came out of the whale's belly and was not even hurt. This tells me God got all power. He'll take care of you. Even in some situations, you look at people, we see accidents, it look like, wow, they should be hurt. They should be dead. We look at conditions people get in. Wow, they should have been sick. They should have been even more sick. They should have been dead. God has all power, though. So I'm saying that to say this. He doesn't need anybody to go and carry his message. He can carry his own message. But he's choosing. This is his choice. He's choosing for someone to carry his message. To see if we're humble enough to hear them. We know Noah, he had a message for above 100 years. He preached for at least, you can go back and check it out. He preached for at least 100 years. And nobody received his message except his own household. That was it. That's the only people that received his message out of all the people on the face of the earth. Everybody else died. God is passing a message through someone. Are you willing to hear it, though? Because we're so often, we're quick to say, ah, that doesn't make sense. You better go back and check. So Peter enters into the house. And Cornelius falls down and worships him. Peter said, look, I'm just a man. Stand up. All right. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. Now, this is a house full of people. House full. You know why? Because the angel of the Lord told Cornelius, I want you to hear some words from Peter. Words that if you hear them and do them, you can be saved. You and everybody else can be saved. Cornelius said, man, I got to tell everybody I know about this. Why? Because he wanted them to be saved. He wanted them to be saved. God is doing whatever he can to save you. But are you willing to listen to the messenger? I heard someone talk about how <laughs> we, we, we can see all throughout time. God sent so many prophets and preachers throughout Scripture, and they killed them. People killed them because they were upset with the message. But they took it out on the messenger. You know, they did the same thing with Jesus. He came here with a message, and because people didn't like it, they killed him. But the whole time, we've been upset with the message. See, this is God's message. I don't have anything to do with this. If it were up to me, God will just tell you everything you need to know and leave me out of it. That saved me a lot of problems. You would, I'd never have to worry about you getting mad at Tony. <laughs> Man, Tony crazy. Man, I can't believe Tony said this. Why did he say that? I wouldn't have to worry about you saying that no more. But that's just not the way God chose this thing. Moses would not have had to worry about those people. Those people wanted to stone him. He wouldn't have had to fear for his life. If God would have just told the people everything he wanted them to know. But it's just not so. So there's no point in me even considering all that. Because this is what God chose. And I believe God knows best. I believe he knows what he's doing. So if it takes you to get mad at me, <laughs> then brother, so be it. But just know, at the end of the day, God is sending me. I didn't send myself. God knows I didn't want to come. I didn't choose to be a preacher. He chose me. But he's sending me to tell you some words so that you can be saved. 
Same thing he did for me. He sent somebody to me to tell me words that I can be saved by. And if you're humble enough to hear them, you can be saved. So we find the man, we find the man, Peter, in the house of Cornelius, house full of people. Now, let's drop down. Let's pick up verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. You know, (laughs) when you have a true preacher, it's hard for you to talk. It's hard for you to not talk about God. See, I have a hard time not talking about God. It can come up in any conversation. We can be talking about planes. We can talk about rain. We can talk about the wind. We can talk about space. We can talk about toys. It does not matter. Somehow, God comes up in my mind. And I have to put it in there somehow. So Peter begins to open his mouth and preach to them. He said, God is no respecter of person. Uh Uh-huh. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Mm-hmm. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. He begins to tell them about Jesus now. Working on their salvation. See, you need to hear about Jesus and believe in him. But there's some more stuff you need now. There's some commands that God has given. There's some commands now. Let's drop down to verse 42. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. Now, this is what Peter said. He said, God commanded us, the preachers now, to preach to the people. That's our job. Uh Uh-huh. And to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. Now, you know, Jesus could have did, excuse me, God could have told Cornelius all this himself. God can tell Cornelius, look, God knows this thing better than Peter. God understands this stuff better than you and I. He's the best person now to be able to explain and say this. But he said, you know what? They're going to have to hear Peter. You know, the rich man in hell, he began to ask. We know he asked for a drop of water on his tongue. He didn't get it. He said, look, (laughs) this man wanted to come back. He said, look, somebody needs to go back and tell my family about this. He said, if somebody came from the dead, they would hear it. This man wanted to go back so he can become a preacher now. Carry the word of God. He said, look, let them hear the prophets. Let them hear the people that I already sent. You had your chance and you didn't hear it because the preachers were sent to that man in hell too. He just didn't want to hear the commands of God. He said, who are you? That's what we say. Who are you to tell me what God wants? I talked to God for myself. I heard God say this. I heard God say that. I seen this video. This this meant, you know, people will get fooled by any and everything. We'll look at a video on Facebook. We'll say, oh, that video, that proves it. All because so-and-so, my cousin said this, that proves it. No, that doesn't prove anything. That proves that your cousin don't know what they're talking about. If they're talking against the word of God, that's what that proves. We have to know what's in the scripture. And we don't know what's in the scripture. We're talking about what I think, what I feel, what I believe. That's all we're talking about. We don't know anything about the scripture. 
We say turn to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, is that in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Is that even in the Bible? We, we don't even know. And I'm not trying to belittle you. I'm saying we, we need to find out some things. We need to find out some things. So now Peter here begins to preach to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. Go ahead. To give him all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Mm -hmm. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. See, you need a preacher that's going to talk to you about the Holy Ghost. That's what you need. You are commanded to receive the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you, you will not be saved. See, God sent Peter down here because God knows, Peter knows about the Holy Ghost. Because they received it at the beginning. You go back to Acts chapter 2. They received the Holy Ghost and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now we find in this chapter, these people began to speak in tongues. Read for it, Melvin. And they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished. Jews were surprised. Why? Because they did not know non-Jews, these Gentiles here, could be saved. They didn't know that. They didn't know that these people were going to receive the Holy Ghost. Read for us, Melvin, please. As many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They seen the Holy Ghost being poured out. How did they know? Read for us, Melvin. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. This is how they knew these people received the Holy Ghost. You got preachers today telling you you got the Holy Ghost and they never heard you speak in tongues. That's what's going on today. You have not received the Holy Ghost if you have not spoken in tongues. I'll be honest with you. You have not. Why? Because that's how it happened in the Scripture since the very beginning. That's how it's happened. This is what let the Jews know because they heard them speak in tongues. They said, wow, they got the same Holy Ghost. But you know, God sent the right one down there. He sent Peter. So, now, after they've received the Holy Ghost, they also have to be baptized. This is God's commandment. Let's read, man. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water? Look at who said that now. Peter said, can anybody forbid that these people be baptized? Can anybody forbid this? Nobody can forbid this when God commanded it. See, we're commanded to be baptized. This isn't an option. Yeah, it's your option. But now to God, God told you to do this. Now you do have an option. You go to your job and they command you to do something at your job. They can tell you, hey, sweep that, that, that pile of dust up, that pile of dirt. They can command you to do that. And you can get upset and say, well, that ain't my job. They said, all right, well, leave then. You do have an option, but you were commanded to do it. You still chose whether you do it or not. It's still your choice, but you are commanded. So Peter here said, can anybody forbid that these should not be baptized? Mm -hmm. Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? They got the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues just like we did at the beginning. Now, he told you that in Acts chapter 11. We didn't read it, but he told us that in Acts chapter 11. I'm not going to go and get it at this moment, but he told us that. And if you don't believe that, go back to Acts chapter 2 at the very beginning. Beginning of that chapter, they all received the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's how they received it. These people here received it the same way. Because God commanded this. So, let's see what happened in verse 48. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Now look at that again. Read that again, Melvin. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Peter commanded them to be baptized. You know why? Because Jesus commanded. 
Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Jesus told them to go and baptize all nations. Look, teach them and baptize them. And now we find Peter do the same thing and say the same thing that Jesus said. So he's not coming up with some commands himself. This is something that God commanded. Now he's just telling. He's passing the message along. Somebody said, don't get mad at me. I'm just a messenger. This is what God commanded. I want to get one more thing. In the book of Acts, chapter 19, I won't be able to uh, really tackle this. But even in this chapter, we find Paul now. He has been converted. He's on the right side. These people, disciples now, they were baptized by John the Baptist. He talked to them and had them to get rebaptized. We won't get this one because it would take me a while to explain that one to you. But we did it so many times on this program. And Lord willing, we'll continue to do it. But you have been commanded. You know what? What we will get. Let's let's go to the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38. We will get that one. 37. Let's start at 37. This is what you're commanded to do. And God is going to send someone to tell you this. But will you be humble enough? I've said it before. You talk to people and people don't want to hear anything you have to say. Because they feel they only listen to God. You, you are listening to God if you listen to someone that he sent to tell you a message. You are listening to God. Let's pick up verse 37 here. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What do we need to do? What? do we need to do? He commanded them something. Let's see what he commanded them. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the same commandment, and we find the same two things, receiving the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name, and repentance. We find the same thing that we found over in Acts chapter 10. The commandment hadn't changed. The commandment's still the same today. Let's get one last verse. For maybe, the, maybe two, verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. He's telling them words that can save them. He said, look, this is your choice. You're commanded to do this. Now, if you do it, that's you. If you don't, that's on you too. But you're commanded to do this by God. Sure, it might have came out of Peter's mouth, but he's only repeating what God said. Jesus himself said it. We say he's God manifest in the flesh. Who is he getting the words from? God. They that heard him gladly received his word. They were baptized. You'll find that in verse 41. Somebody listen to his commands. So today, are you humble enough to hear God's command? He's not going to tell you every single thing he wants you to do. Not himself. He's going to pass that message on to the preacher that he sent. Are you willing to hear that person? So I thank God for you guys. And I hope and pray you would humble yourself. Every Everyone in this world has to be humble enough. Otherwise, we'll never do what God told us. Because the scripture tells us that Jesus, he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death. Even Jesus humbled himself. So, he's expecting you to humble yourself as well. So, I thank God for you guys and God bless you guys. At this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. God bless you. 
Thank you. Um, good message, as always. Um, I just hope we take heed to God's command because he's telling each and every single one of us something that we need to do, whether he's telling us himself or through a preacher. And I know that we, as a human, as the human race, uh, sometimes we can get too complacent. Um, in other words, we get too comfortable. Like I hear a lot of people sometimes, oh, you're getting too comfortable. Like um, a parent may tell their kid, look, you're getting too comfortable. Um, we may uh, joke in a certain way. I know <laughs> with my mom, or with with any other, um, a lot of other moms. Um, I, I'm pretty sure the older generation I've heard, oh, I'm not Boo Boo the fool, <laughs> or I'm not one of your little friends. You know, you don't talk to me that way. You're getting too comfortable. Look, and we can get that way with God. I see so many people joking. Um, I saw somebody say, "I would rather burn in hell than to wish somebody a happy birthday that didn't wish me a happy birthday." Now, I don't think that that is a good trade-off. <laughs> I don't think that that is a good trade-off. You know, and it very well may be they were just joking. But I'm reminded of a place in the scripture. It says we will give an account for every idle word that we utter. So we're going to have to give an account for that. I hear people all the time joke about oh being going to hell, being sent to hell, and it, it and it bothers me to be honest, because it's like we don't understand how bad hell is. I remember recently, Tony talked about the man, the rich man, but he was just begging for a drop of water. And another place it says there there will be weep, we, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And this is the place that we're joking about. We need to actually understand the ramifications of our words and take heed to the command. But that's all I have to say. That's all I have to put in. It was a great message. We covered a lot of verses and we could have covered a lot more because it's all through the Bible. Whether we like it or not, we have to humble ourselves because I had to be humbled myself as well. You know, I used to be thinking that I was saved just by being a good person, you know, not even really reading, not even really going to church. But we also have to understand that what is a good person to us may not be a good person to God because we covered with Cornelius. He did all these good things. And to us, we'll say if he were if he were to have died, you know, without talking to Peter, without talking to anybody else. We would have said, oh, yeah, he definitely went to heaven. All the good alms he's done, he always prayed, he feared God, along with all the people in his house. But he still wasn't saved. You know, every time somebody has passed on, we'll say how good of a person they were. But what they but were they godly good? You know, there's a place in the scripture says the righteousness, even they're scarcely saved, but are, again, are we godly good? Because every time, um, and especially when somebody's birthday passed, we say happy heavenly birthday. I heard somebody say, oh, hell is just empty, huh? But that's all I have to say. Um, again, this is a pre-recorded message. And just like next week, uh, May 26th, it will also be a pre-recorded message. But I would still like to remind you guys, every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we have Zoom messages. You can um, message us for the link or the link is on our website, along with all of our previous messages. That is JMSBible.com. Please give it a visit. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next week with the pre-recorded message. But if he blesses and says the same the week after that, we'll be back live with another message coming straight from the word of God. I hope you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you, as always, for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Oh,